Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. We're going to read one verse and then we'll come back and, and pick up a few verses here. But we'll just read one verse. Matthew chapter 13 verse 3 says this. And he spake many things, he being Jesus, spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Now, we know as uh, the parables that's referred to, these are stories that Jesus used uh, something in the natural sense that we could understand and comprehend and to apply it spiritually. And this particular parable is the parable of the sower. And there's many messages that's uh, been pulled and used out of, uh, out of this particular parable. Uh, tonight, our focus really is going to be around verse 7 and 22. And the thought that we have is pulling up weeds. Pulling up weeds. And uh, I thought of that as we were leaving church today. And there was a, a, a big weed that had come up through the crack out here in the concrete. And uh, we tried to just rip it up the best we could. But uh, weeds will do many things. And we'll get into that in, in just a moment. Uh, first off, before we do, uh, once again, Jesus speaking these uh, parables, these stories, if you will, uh, and in this case, talking about sowing seed. Now, uh, most of us probably uh, understand that, probably have sown seed at some point in our life, whether it's grass seed or, or whether it's seed in a garden or seed in a flower bed or, or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but we've, or we've seen that, we've experienced it. We haven't done it ourselves. I'm sure we, our parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles, we've seen that have sown down through life. And, and uh, uh, we also find, though, that there's, uh, talking about something that's a nuisance, uh, weeds will come up. And uh, uh, listen, uh, it's, it's torture for those that is planting a garden or, or you got a flower bed and you know what? You don't even have to do anything, right? You can have your plants out there. You can have your flowers out there. You can have your shrubs out there and not even do anything. And weeds are going to come up. Weeds are just torture for us that are trying to grow something, to beautify the property or land or, or even to, to grow vegetables. And, and we know of uh, when sin entered into this world, there's lots of things that entered in with it. And part of that torture that we experience in his life are, are these weeds. And, and it's just not something that you desire seeing. And, and it, it's work. It's work kind of spring, summer, and fall that you're going out there and, and trying to clean those things up. And whether you're plowing or hoeing or just pulling, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get rid of the weeds. And... and uh, uh, we can, as I said, we can do nothing and, and weeds will come up. We can spray weed killer, but guess what? Weeds will come back. I promise you, at some point in time, weeds are going to come back. Weeds are highly adaptable. Have you ever noticed that there's a certain place in, a, in, in your yard or, or a flower bed or a garden that you can't get some plants to grow, but weeds will grow there? You just tried to grow something. You can't get it to work out. But I promise you, weeds will grow there. They're adaptable. No matter the soil. No matter where they're at. No matter shade or sunshine. Whether dry or wet. There's some kind of weed that will come up. Weeds are also... They kind of, can be kind of sneaky. Now, I don't have as much trouble as I did growing up. But, but there's a... a plant or there's a weed 
that looks similar to a corn plant. Matter of fact, there's a weed that's called corn plant. And if you ever see it in a garden, it'll start, when it first starts sprouting up there, is that a weed or is that my corn that I, I put out there? And if you've ever grown corn, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and you, 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 you don't want to hoe them or, or pull them up just yet because it looks like it's right in the row where it's supposed to be where the corn's supposed to be. And there's a, it's a, a, some of it looks as Johnson grass that looks like corn as well when it first comes up. And you leave it, and you eventually figure out what's the actual corn and what's the actual weed. They can be sneaky like that. Weeds are adaptable. They're sneaky. They're, they'll, you don't have to do anything. They're, they're, they're self-sufficient. They'll grow on their own. They'll grow wherever they want to grow. And it's our job, uh, if we want to have a good vegetable garden, if we want to have a good flower bed, it's our job to get rid of those weeds. And we pull them up. Best thing to do is if you can get them by the roots and pull the whole things up. It takes a little bit longer anyway for another weed to grow back. And then we see in this story here in Matthew, Jesus talking about sowing seeds. And, and there's multiple problems that, that he sees here as the sower is throwing this seed out. Uh, but we look first off in verse 4. We'll look at 4 and then we'll look at verse 19 that applies spiritually. In 4, Jesus said, And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. In verse 19, the application is, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. You see, there's some out there that uh, maybe uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be raised in church. I was fortunate enough to be taught as a young child uh, at the home, but also in church about Jesus Christ. Not everybody's brought up that way, but I believe that uh, those stand a, a better chance. I believe that they hear the word of God through their young life and, and it kind of cultivates, even if they don't accept Christ early in life, it still kind of cultivates there in their heart and life. To some point, we have a hope that they'll receive Christ as Savior. There's some that doesn't have that. And maybe uh, they're even a, a, an adult or close to an adult age before they really hear about Jesus. And the, the word is sown at some point in time, whether it's by a co-worker, uh, whether it's by a neighbor uh, or a friend or even a family member, or maybe, maybe they get invited to God's house and they happen to come in and they hear the word of God. But they don't have their, their hearts not really tilled up real well to receive the word. They're just maybe hearing it for one of the first time. Now listen, God's word is convicting. God's spirit is a powerful weapon that God has that stirs our hearts, that opens our mind, that draws us to him and can save our soul. God can save those that have never heard the word other than the first time they hear the word of salvation. God has the power to do that. But as human beings... We have to sometimes understand what we're hearing. And I believe some of this seed that is sown, that it doesn't take much for the devil to come by and take that seed right away. And say, oh, you don't want to fool with that. You don't want to mess with that. The devil's going to lie about it and do everything he can to keep anybody that's heard the Word of God take that seed from them 
so that it doesn't cultivate and, and uh, plant itself in the heart of man. Now, in verse tw- 5, 5 and 20, we see some fell, some of the seed, fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. Spiritual application in verse 20, he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. There are those in this world that um, just develop for whatever reason, and there's things in this life that happen that help develop this, but there's people that just develops a hard heart. They're just hard-hearted. Uh, some that you, to talk to them, you wouldn't think they were. You really wouldn't think they was hard-hearted. But when it comes to the Word of God and receiving it, their heart is hard. It's hard. That that seed has been sown maybe multiple times, and yet because of the nature of their heart, it doesn't receive that seed. It doesn't receive the Word of God. There's some, no doubt, that are lost and undone, that uh, come into the house of God, maybe even, and, and hear the Word of God preach, and maybe even feel the Spirit, but they sit there, and they do everything in their power because they don't truly want to receive. They want to receive God's Word. They want to hear it. They want to go to heaven, but deep down in their heart, they don't because there's something that they're holding on to in this world. There's something sinful in this world they know they have to give up. And rather than softening their heart and receiving the Word of God, they want to sit there in the pew and they want to have a hard heart so that they can go on living in their pleasurable sin, or at least it says for a season is all it's good for. But in somebody's mind, they don't want to give something up. They developed a cold heart or a hard heart. Now, there's that's just an example. There's many people out there. There's some that have come to church many times and maybe just developed a hard heart over time. And, and not easily, their heart's not easily penetrated by the Word of God. There's some, it seems like there's even some Christians sometimes that develops a little bit of a hard heart. And, you know, God is trying to uh, uh, encourage His children uh, that we can grow in His Word. It says we need to get off the milk of the Word and get onto the meat. How do we do that? We learn of His Word. We learn of it. And we, uh, uh, we ask God to uh, imp- impose wisdom in our life to better understand and discern His Word. But there's some Christians, I believe, uh, that will come into the house of God and and come into the pew and sit there and say, okay, uh, you bless me if you can bless me, but I, I doubt you can bless me today. That's kind of their attitude. They don't say it, but it's kind of their attitude. Well, if you think you can help me, then you help me. Well, if you don't desire a little help on your own, then God, hey, I don't think He's going to have that seed fall in your heart and just accidentally help you. I believe there's effort on our part that God wants us to be able to listen to His Word. How many times in the Word of God, and it says it in this parable, it's a He that have ears to hear let him hear he didn't say i'm going to force myself on you but he's asking us he's drawing attention that i've got something important to say or something important in the word of god and jesus said i want you to hear it so if you've got ears to hear listen up but there's some that just don't want to hear they just don't want to receive the word and in verse six it says this verse six and verse 
21 for the spiritual application. Verse 6. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Talking about those on stony ground. Verse 21 that goes with it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, by and by, he is offended. Now we're talking about, I believe, young Christians here that uh, received the word of God. But it didn't take root. It didn't take root down in their life, in their heart. And it didn't take nothing for them to go back uh, out into the world. And here comes the devil that's tempting and, and wanting to steal that seed, if you, uh, so to speak, from them. Wanting to steal that joy from God. The devil will take your joy from you. I've seen it. In, I have experienced this in people's lives. I have seen them have the joy of Jesus Christ in their life. And they go out. The devil has led them out into the world. Out to a place of sin. Living in sin. And I've literally seen the joy taken from their life. Why? Because they don't let the word of God take root down in their life. Listen, we got to be rooted in the word of God. It talks about that tree that's planted by the water. Boy, you know, the roots go down deep because they want that water. They want that nutrient. They they need it to survive. We need to live our life like that. We've got to have the Word of God in our life to be able to survive. Do we have that kind of desire in our life? That we want the Word of God? That we want to hear from God? That we meditate on Him? Do we have that kind of desire that our roots are going deep? Because God, I need you. And I need you every moment of every day of my life. I need to hear from you through songs of praise, through testimonies, through the Word of God, through prayer, through fasting, whatever it takes. We should have that desire and that urgency to us. God, we need every part of you. But some doesn't have that. Some doesn't have that. And it doesn't take much for the devil to come by and steal their joy. Now here's where we want to really look. Verse 7. Verse 7 and verse 22. Verse 7 says, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. In verse 22, Jesus gives a spiritual application. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Now Jesus said that we are to bear fruit. Very clearly in the Word of God, it says that when we have Christ in our life, we are to bear fruit. And this sower is the parable of the sower. He said some of that seed's going to go. And there's going to be, and, and you've seen it, if you don't till the garden regularly or hoe it out, then weeds will take over them plants. And it'll stunt their growth, or it may even keep them from bearing any fruit whatsoever. This, this, this summer, it's been... A little more difficult it seems because we've had so much rain. Now listen, the plants love rain. The vegetables love rain. Flowers love rain. They need some sunshine too every once in a while. God knows what they need. But I'm saying for the purpose of us, weeds like rain too. And they'll grow just as good or better than the plants. And we may be thinking, we may be coming to church every day. We may be in the Word of God. Or we may be coming to church uh, uh, on a regular basis, we may be in the Word of God every day. We may be praying every day. We may be thinking of the Lord. And I believe, uh, for the most part, if our desire of the heart is to learn more of Him, He's going to show more of Himself to us. We're going to understand things better. But you can come and you can sit in every church service and thinking that 
you're getting all this rain, if you will, to be fruitful. Well, in the meantime, the, some of the same Christians that are doing that, they're out playing in the world too. And then lo and behold, we think, okay, we're, we're hearing the word of God three times a week. We must be doing something right. But in the meantime, we're hearing all this other filth and junk and everything else in our life. And guess what? The weeds are growing in your flower bed. And you may be hearing the word of God, but there's weeds that's going to come right up. You're not careful. They're going to choke you out. Just like Jesus said in this scripture here. They'll choke you out. That's what weeds will do. Listen, there's three things here that I put down here that weeds will do. They'll do multiple things, but three things quickly that weeds will do. And we're talking about, when we talk about weeds spiritually, we're talking about simple things, material things, worldly things, getting in the way of a Christian's life. Weeds confuse the appearance of who is a believer and who is not. I said earlier about the corn plant and the Johnson grass and, and, and they, it can be confusing. What's a weed, what's not? Or what's a flower, what's not? And weeds, if, uh, it can confuse the appearance to somebody in the world. It can confuse the appearance whether somebody is a child of God or whether they're not. I mentioned it this morning. And I believe somebody said it uh, this evening, maybe Brother Johnny, that sometimes you can just see people and you see joy in their life and you just feel that that spirit bears witness with one another. That's what the scripture says. And we just feel like, hey, they're a child of God, just like I'm a child of God. There's some out there going through the motions, though, but they're not truly a child of God. They want others maybe to think they are. And then it starts confusing other people. Well, are they a Christian or are they not? And then there's uh, those, now listen, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, so don't take this the wrong way, but I'm saying we as God's children, we got to be careful about how we conduct our life. we got to be careful about our conversation. we got to be careful of those things. Now maybe this is maybe a little bit too much, I, I don't know, but, but you, can, you, know, you can get uh, non-alcoholic drinks, and, uh, and, and they look, you know, they got the umbrella in it and they got the, maybe the fruit or whatever. And, and you've seen them, the mixed drinks, and they look all pretty and everything. And they got them with alcohol in them. They got them with non-alcohol in them. Do you like something sweet and something with ice cream in it or something? You sure you can find something like that. You Find me and Donna out at a restaurant or whatever that serves those things. As much as we love sweets, as much as I love sweets, you won't see us with one of those drinks. Because it'll confuse somebody. I promise you, it'll confuse somebody. And in two seconds, it'll be on Facebook, right? Now, I haven't sinned. I haven't partaken in alcohol that's of the world. I haven't done anything wrong. But yet it'll take on the appearance, if we don't have the conscience of Jesus Christ in our life, it'll take on the appearance of something. You say, well, they shouldn't judge. Listen, they're lost and undone. They can judge all they want. The book talks about not judging. That's to us. We're not supposed to judge one another. But the world, they're going to judge you. They're going to look at you. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, we're a part of this world, and they're going to look at you. And if we're not careful, the weeds will come up in our life. There's things of this world uh, that we'll get, we'll start taking part of. 
Because we'll be convinced by a friend or by somebody. Oh, it's all right to do this. Everybody else is doing it. And before we know it, we're confusing our neighbor. We're confusing a co-worker of whether we're a child of God or whether we're not. I believe if we're rooted down deep in the Word of God, and we'll get to that part in a minute, but that seed has taken root into our heart, and we're conscientious that we're using Jesus Christ as our example in this world. I believe people's going to look at us and see God in our life, know that we're trying to do the best we can to live a godly life. They'll see our joy. They'll see the love that we have for others because God has instilled that love for us. They'll see something in us, Brother Johnny, as you mentioned. They'll see God in our life and they'll not be confused. They'll know exactly where we stand. But weeds, if we're not careful, will confuse others. Second thing weeds will do, it'll tangle the roots of real plants and impede its growth. So even if you say, well, I'm not bothering anybody with this. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm, you know, this is in my own world. I'm just doing this on my own. But it's something materially that will impact your life negatively. It'll hurt you. It'll harm you. Weeds will start coming up. It's not just what we see on above the dirt, but it's also what happens below the dirt. It can impede the growth of plants. I believe in our own life when we get those things that are worldly materially, even if we're able to hide it from others, it's going to impede our spiritual growth in Jesus Christ. It will impede our growth, our relationship with Christ. If it's something that ought not be in our life, we just got to get rid of it. Scripture talks about that over in the New Testament. It talks about that we got to lay aside every weight, every sin that it says that so easily besets us. That's what it does. It's what the devil will do. Third thing that weeds will do, it'll rob the soil of its nutrients. It's not going to be a weed that's grown up by a plant and says, well, plant, I'll just let you get all the, you know, all, all the uh, nutrients that you need and I'll take leftovers. No, it's, weeds are pretty greedy. And they're going to go after those nutrients just as well as a plant. Things in this life, it's going to harm you. It's going to hurt you. It's not only going to tangle up those roots and start taking and impeding its growth. It's going to start stealing nutrients from it as well. The things of this world, the devil will put things, even people in our life, that will be sucking the spiritual nutrients from our life. And all the things that we've read, all the things that we've learned and understand, before we know it, it won't take long for the old devil to start pulling those things out of us and away from us. And the next thing you know, we're an unhealthy plant because we've allowed weeds to come up and start taking the sunshine from us because of its shadowing us, because it starts impeding our growth, because it starts stealing nutrients from us. Now listen, the devil can't just go and take things from us. But if we allow him, and by his temptation, we allow those things to go. You say, well, I don't, want, I don't want to lose those things. I don't, want to lose, I don't want to impede my spiritual growth. I don't want to lose nutrients. Then we've got to stay on guard. <laughs> we have to stay on guard for the devil will continue to do all he can 
to harm us, to hurt us? How can we make sure that we're getting the nutrients we need? By doing the will of God. That's the biggest thing is doing the will of God. But getting into his word. I am a huge believer that we should be reading God's word every day. We hear and see from the world every day. Workplace or whether we gather or turn on something on TV or whatever it is. We hear things of the world. We need to hear the things of the word every day of our life. That can help bring nutrients into our spiritual life and help us grow and help us do what Christ intends for us to do and that's to bear fruit. And we look at that now to finish up there in verse 8. It says, but other seeds, he's talking about, fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. There's that verse in verse 9 there I told you just a moment about. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And then we look in verse 23. Spiritually, he says, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. It's not about somebody bearing fruit a hundred times and somebody else thirty times. It's what, how God blesses us, how, what, how we're a part of his plan and his purpose. The point of that is that Jesus, if we're listening to the Word of God, if we're attentive to the things, if we're pulling, constantly pulling up weeds in our spiritual life with Christ, if we're continually doing those things, He said, you're going to bear fruit. That's the point of it. He said, I promise you, you're going to bear fruit. Now, isn't it much better when you go out into a, a garden that's got tomato plants? Isn't it much better when you go out there and you've got a, a nice juicy fruit tomato, a stripey, that's my favorite, the old Mr. Stripey, and you pull that thing off of there, and you cut that thing up, and you put it on a big old baloney sandwich, there's just nothing better. I mean, would you rather have that when you walk out in the garden, or go out there to the tomato plants, and see all these weeds, and not a bit of fruit on the plants? How disappointing. It's disappointing. In our spiritual life, it's just so much better. It's nothing for us to brag about. Paul himself, all that Paul had done in his time as, as a Christian, it was incredible. But he said, I've got nothing to brag about but, but Jesus Christ. But boy, I tell you what, it gives you a sense of pride. It gives you a sense of, uh, of hope in your own life when you can see that your life is bearing fruit to others. It's a special blessing. It's a special blessing. 